There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Cult Popshire podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash cultpopshire. Hey everybody, it's uh, Richard here. Just before we get started on today's uh, cracker of a podcast, a, a Christmas cracker of a podcast, if you will, um, I've just got to do a little ad for you guys. Now it's um, it's an ad for a thing we're doing, so um, so don't worry, it is self-promotion. Um, hope nobody from Reddit's listening, because... Uh, they don't like that too much. Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling, but we're doing a, a another live show this Christmas. Um, it's going to be about the Santa Claus trilogy, the Christmas film starring Tim Allen. Um, it's going to be at Little Andromeda in Christchurch on Monday, the 16th of December. Uh, and that'll be at 7.30 p.m. That's um, in the evening. PM. Uh, we're going to be joined by a very special guest, uh, Mr. Brendan Bennett's, uh, who Christchurch uh, fans of the podcast might recognize uh, from uh, Scared Scriptless, but he's also the host of a podcast called The Nerd Degree. Um, so come on down. Tickets are five bucks. You can buy them online, find the event uh, on our Facebook page, or you can um, simply show up and buy a ticket at the door that's fine as well so come on down you don't have to have seen the films recently you don't have to have uh liked us but uh, i mean it's great if you do um and uh yeah come on down the movies are on disney plus so if you've got that uh for the mandalorian or whatever uh feel free to check them out and then come on down and have fun with your old pals richard and aj anyway here's the episode Good morning, Richard. Uh, good morning, AJ. Happy 1st of December. It is. It's the 1st of December. We're releasing this on the 2nd, uh, which is why we are... Unless you live anywhere in the world apart from New Zealand, uh, in true. which case it will come out on the 1st. Which is most of our listeners. Mm. Um, yeah, so this most is... Most of the world. Yeah, that's very, very good point. Um, yeah. We are recording this at just past 8am because um, the scheduling of our lives means that sometimes we got to record it a little bit earlier than, than we we usually do. Uh, this this episode in particular was was hitting crisis level with when are we going to do it. Um, yeah. 8am is a bit early for me, but Richard, I, but you know what? Yep. Yeah. What? Nothing says Christmas more than getting up early to me. Yeah, I, think that's, I um, that's a distinctly Christmassy and yeah, I, uh, experience. I woke up quite comfortably at like seven thirty, and was nice. like, "Fuck, I'm just, I'll just stay awake." And then, because you know, if I'd slept for another twenty minutes, I'd probably feel like shit right now. Mm. But I'm actually, yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to, um, to. Uh, well, what are we doing today, AJ? 
Well, Richard, just quickly, and I'm sorry, I was planning on bringing this up before your excellent segue there. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who donated to my Movember campaign. Uh, Cole Popsha raised $220 to support men's health in New Zealand. So now I can shave this ridiculous moustache off. And still uh, not too late to donate as well, I believe. That's true. That's true. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes. But today, Richard, on the Cult Popture podcast, we are doing... So the, the title of this episode will be Film Franchises That Need a Holiday Special. All right? So you, that, you know, evokes imagery of the Star Wars holiday special. You know what, you know, there's mm-hmm. heaps of film franchises out there and a lot of them... Uh, could potentially pull off a pretty interesting Christmas or holiday special. Uh, but we're not just doing any film franchise. We're not just coming to the table, Richard, with like, I think this one will be good. And then you go, well, I think this one will be good. No, instead, we took uh, our nearly 100 franchises that we've discussed on previous episodes of this podcast. We split them in half. We took out a few that already have Christmas specials, such as Earbud or Daddy's Home or Bad Mums or Gremlins. Uh, and I, by Christmas special, I mean just a movie about Christmas. Um <laughs> And yeah, so we split them up and we each took half. I think I got 37 and you got 38 uh, film franchises. Yep, I know. Uh, Which is, some might say, is a ridiculous feat to have a podcast where two guys just trade off uh, Christmas ideas for, Mm. um, you know, an hour or or whatever. Uh, I feel like it might be longer than an hour. And those watching, listening to this now will know the answer to that. Um, but yeah, yeah you know so what's funny as well. Um, I mm. just realised I've only written thirty-seven, so oh god, we'll uh, we'll find out as we go through which one. I oh, know it's thirty-six and thirty-seven. Oh, okay, there we go. Well, that would have been fun. Yeah, work out what it is. So yeah, there there are some that aren't on here because they already have Christmas specials or something like SpongeBob. I didn't include because we've seen SpongeBob Christmas episodes while. At the same time, something like Lilo and Stitch is still on here. I'm sure there's a Christmas Lilo and Stitch episode, but we haven't seen it. So it's, you know what I mean? It's like, we wanted to take, we wanted to explore for the holiday season what a Christmas special would look like through the lens of these different franchises. If they were going to do a Christmas movie or whatever, what would the movie be? Yeah, this is essentially a, uh, a mega pack of uh continue the franchises yeah um but christmas related very true so richard i believe you have our first in the series which isn't lethal weapon because like all of those movies or it's just it's just the first one one of them said on two of them are set on christmas yeah. I think. uh so you ha- you are kicking us off with ace ventura i believe okay so uh my film is called ace ventura on donner on blitzen i love it um, and so it's about Santa Claus mm-hmm. um, hiring Ace Ventura to discover the mystery of his missing reindeer. Oh, where's his reindeer gone? I love it. Yeah, that's the that's the central mystery of the film. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a Santa really exists mm-hmm. film. That, that's got... always the question when writing these yeah. days. Is this a Santa really exists film or a he doesn't exist film mm. <laughs> is so, this atheist is this a santa atheist santa atheist has anyone <laughs> ever used that term before i'm sure they have 
like no i like it. i like the idea of seeing ace ventura interact with the christmas elves um uh you'll as we go on you'll discover a lot of the same familiar tropes that i fall back on yeah, when trying to sure. write 36 christmas movies and a lot of that is the same thing but with christmas elves for for sant atheist there's 293 yeah. google results that's not that many, dude. Mm, that's that's, that's practically un, unclaimed. <laughs> wow. It's got an Urban Dictionary um, page. Uh, do you know that when I when I I didn't actually come up with the name Cult Popcher, it was my friend Caben suggested it when I was starting a YouTube channel, and I googled it to see if anybody else had come up with the word, the name, and the only result I got was a hashtag in a Tumblr post. And it presumably meant nothing. So I was like, sweet, it's fair game. <laughs> um, I once, I can't remember how it came up, but I, um, I like misspoke or mistyped and ended up writing the word keglometer um, instead of kilometer. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, nah, it's, um, it's like a drinking game, nice. <laughs> a keglometer. Oh, wow. And then I, um, someone was like no like it's not and then i was like no no it's on urban dictionary and then he was like no like it's it's real hard to get i know like you're gonna try and be real funny and put it on urban dictionary but it's actually real hard to get words on urban dictionary um but if you look up keglometer on urban dictionary it is there and from from you or from, yeah, from me nice, um, because it's not that hard to get it on there oh nice all right well my my first and we aren't we're gonna have to race through these yeah. with you know, we'll only dwell if if they feel like there's dwelling worth doing. Yeah. Uh, my my first franchise that I had to come up with a Christmas special for was Shanghai Noon slash Shanghai Nights, Richard. So I had to come up with a third Shanghai Nights Noon movie. Uh, I didn't. I couldn't think of a very good title. Here are a few. Um, here are a few <laughs> options. Uh, Shanghai Winter, Shanghai Elves, Shanghai Noel shanghai night before christmas uh angels we have heard on shanghai or shank to claws <laughs> what about just silent nights but with the k but it's yeah but it's shanghai's their their dominating theme in their titles not nights uh, but right. that would be a good title what's it about uh, all right so set in 1902 one year before al frank Baum's children's book the life and adventures of christmas of santa claus was published which is considered to be one of the defining texts of the american santa claus mythology the film is essentially a western adventure with john wayne slash chong wang and roy o'bannon so jackie chan and 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 uh, owen wilson who reunite when they're hired by al frank Baum, who at the time is famous for writing the wizard of oz Baum hires the two after hearing legends of their heroism and skill to help safely cross the american heartland to visit his dying mother for christmas convinced they'll need protection from the savage native americans the three actually form a close bond with one tribe whose wintertime rituals end up serving as the origins for a lot of what baum would eventually turn into the modern santa claus journeying on the trio find themselves in a nearby town which had recently been ransacked by bandits they decide to find the bandits steal back the town's goods and end up delivering the possessions back to the townsfolk on christmas eve via a sleigh a sleigh led by a reindeer making it into baum's fam making it into baum's family just in time for christmas now don't worry that's the 
most detailed one I think I've written. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, none of mine are this, uh, approaching this length. <laughs> um, so I th- I figured, like, this was the first one I wrote, so I, I put probably more effort into it and then slowly fizzled out. But I, I went through them at random orders after the first one, and, like, so it wouldn't just be slowly nice. getting worse. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I figured in, in, in Shanghai Nights, we see like the origins of Arthur Conan Doyle and Sherlock Holmes. So I was figuring out like, how do I show the origins of Santa Claus? Oh. And I looked up like Santa Claus in America and saw that Al Frank Balmer's, uh was like a big, a big contributor to that. And um, it's thir- 13 years since, uh, since Shanghai Nights, which would make the in canon year, I think nineteen oh four. So I took it back a couple of years to nineteen oh two to to um preemptive preempt uh the life and adventures of of Santa Claus. Nice. Keep I keep going to say Christmas Claus for some reason. <laughs> um okay. I think this could be this could be a perfectly adequate Shanghai Nights movie. Oh, Shanghai sure. movie, you know. Why I not? think it it, it it ticks all the boxes. Um all right, shall we do this? How about we give our each each other um five five Christmas stars out of five, or or we rank each one other's idea five yeah, out of five Christmas stars? Okay, uh, right, one I'm, Christmas I'm, star. One okay. <laughs> I'd rank your one uh, three Christmas stars. Okay, um, no, I'd rank yours. That, that's I'm I'm going to say that's a five oh. because it's like it's. It's plausible. It's like yeah. it follows what we know about the series, and I could see it actually getting made. Yeah, and we're not to be to be clear. We're not saying it's a five out of five movie. We're we're judging based on how adequate it would be, or how how appropriate it would be for that franchise, or just how funny we find it. I think. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and I think that that's you know got to be at the higher end of ideas come up with today. All right. Sweet. Um. So moving right along because we've got seventy three of these to get through. <laughs> um. And this is number three. Okay. Um. And we're twelve minutes into the book. Well, um. Not including a preamble that was not recorded. No. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So no, uh, my second one. Um. A very Ghostbusters Christmas VR. Oh, yes. Meet the latest Ghostbuster, you. When a bunch of, actually, and I should, um, I should point out this one, uh, the title actually isn't super appropriate because, um, at my second one, I was already struggling to come up with Christmas ideas. So this is actually more of a Thanksgiving game. Um, and it's called a very Ghostbusters Christmas. Yeah. So uh, when a bunch of ghosts take over New York City in the middle of the Macy's Day Parade, you'll have to grab your proton pack and get blasting before Thanksgiving is ruined forever. And they have written in brackets, which also in turn ruined Christmas. Mm. So the the ghosts would take over the the balloons in the Macy's Day Parade. Uh, very. Yeah, sounds good. You so could, you're like you in could... the middle of a crowded New York trying to yeah, yeah. bust those ghosts. Do they have Santa parades in, in New York? Probably, I don't know. You it's put it set in, in like the parade. Auckland Santa Parade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that I like it, and I like how this is the inaugural, uh, a very name of franchise or adjective in the franchise Christmas. Yeah, which I d- actually didn't use as much as I thought. It. I think I only used it once. It's very easy to use. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so Christmas stars. Uh, I give that um, four Christmas stars. I'm very intrigued, and I think it would happen. <laughs> I wouldn't play it though. Okay, next <laughs> that's one. the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Are you gonna have it so that the um the ghosts are the the Native Americans that the pilgrims murdered? Yeah, yeah, it's a real political game. <laughs> Ghostbusters was always political. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my next franchise was uh, the Mummy, but specifically the nineteen fifties Mummy movies. <laughs> so, so don't expect any Brendan Fraser's or or Tom Cruise's cropping up at this. My idea is called the Mummy's Christmas, nice. and. Uh, <laughs> It is an incredibly well-edited remix of old black-and-white mummy movies spliced with classic black-and-white Christmas movies. Amazingly, despite cutting from completely different films, The Mummy's Christmas is completely cohesive and is taught in film schools about the power of editing for decades to come. Nice. And is edited by you? No, I don't know how to do it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, cool. So that's, um, uh, I'm going to say three christmas stars okay thank you your turn <laughs> okay um my next one is the evil dead franchise oh um so my one's called uh evil dead versus the krampus oh i was gonna guess a very evil dead christmas but that's even better so a group of teens rent a cabin in the woods for christmas but when they find because you know how it's called the Necro- necronomicon ex mortis mm-hmm. uh, they find a book called the necronomicon ex mus oh shit and um, in the basement, and they foolishly read out the incantation, uh, they bring to life the half-goat, half-demon known as the Krampus. Mm. Uh, eventually, um, they find the Necronomicon Ex Mortis as well, and decide to unleash the Deadites on the Krampus, and the battle for our world is now in bare hands. My God. Does Ash show up? Yep. A little bit. A little bit. Not too much. It's getting old. Okay, how many Christmas stars? Uh, I'm going to give that two and a half Christmas stars, so halfway there. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I see you're not being as kind as I am. <laughs> giving your shitty mummy read at three. <laughs> I just didn't want to offend you. I was going to give it two. All right, all right. Three three Christmas stars. There you go. No, no, that's fine. There you go. You've go established buy- a pattern now. <laughs> go buy yourself something nice. Okay, next one. All right, uh, Back to the Future Past is the name of my next one. Nice. So this this movie is just the Christmas Carol, like, or a Christmas Carol, but it's told with Biff replacing Scrooge. Uh, Thomas yeah. F. F. Wilson would totally return for it, I think, because he, he's, what's that, what else is he doing? And he, yeah. if, if the animated series is anything to go by, he clearly likes returning to the character, or at least he did 25 years ago. Um, and the ghosts that visit him can either literally be supernatural forces like they are in the original, and it's just a fun interpretation of the classic Dickens tale where the Scrooge analogue keeps calling everyone butthead. Um, <laughs> or it's grown-up Jules and Vern who use the DeLorean to take Biff to various time periods to show him the era of his ways well i I quite like the idea of um we meet uh it's like 80s biff Mm -hmm. and then he flashes back to um 2015 uh sorry 1955 and then 1985 and then 2015 Mm. would be like the the past future and present so maybe it can be an animated thing in order Mm. to preserve the time periods there Yeah. yeah nice Nice. Um, I like. Cool. The, yeah. Like, nice. One Christmas star. Awesome. <laughs> do you like Back to the Future Past as a yeah, title? Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, um, thank you. I will cherish this one Christmas star. And- <laughs> okay. Um. So, uh, my next one continuation for Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have to do it twice? <laughs> yeah. Because we redid it. This is um called Spider Man Edge of Spider Geddon. 
So, oh. it's just the Into the Spider-Verse sequel, but yeah. one of the new characters we meet is Spider-Santa, voiced by <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Oh, I love it. Yes, I want more Jeff Bridges in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I give that five Christmas stars. Wow. Because I know that movie will be really cool. <laughs> I really like it. All right. Uh, my next is a, is a holiday special for Scary Movie, uh, and it's called Merry Movie. And it is a spoof film which parodies all the Netflix Christmas movies while simultaneously acting as a throwback to the now very dead subgenre of spoof movies. Um, if you really want to tie it to Scary Movie specifically, like Anna Faris can be playing Cindy in it. Yeah, nice. Go. So it's called Merry Movie. Nice. And Three and a half a Christmas stars. Of like, well, I guess you could do Last Christmas, which wasn't a Netflix movie, and you could do Noel, which was a Disney Plus movie, but you could also do The Night Before Christmas and The Christmas Prince and all that shit. Um, they feel ripe for that, but at the same time, spoof is no longer really a, a thing we talk about anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah, cool. Three and a half Christmas stars. Thank you. Um. So uh, my next one is Red Curtain Trilogy. Mm-hmm. So this one, um, I was thinking because I can't remember what the kit of the franchise was on the episode, but so each film on the Red Curtain trilogy focuses on a different motif of theatre. So you've got mm. um, first one's about dancing, second one is about um, like poetry, and the third one is about uh, music. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, what else is there? And so I went for movement. Okay. And so it's a silent film, a silent retelling of the first Christmas. It would just be called like a way in a manger or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be told like anachronistically like Romeo and Juliet is um, with like the inn being a five star hotel. They're not allowed in, you know. Oh, bro. Growing up in a church culture, people did this idea. <laughs> like every Christmas is like a, a we made. I think I made one when I was younger. It was like a modern retelling of the of the away in a manger story. Um but it's, I don't think I've seen it done on film, which, and all of the Red Curtain ideas are, you know, stage ideas done on film, so that mm. works. So you like it? Yeah, man, I'm going to give that um, three Christmas stars out of five. Okay. There you go. Okay, I my next idea, Richard, is a very Teenage Mutant Ninja Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this one is about a lifelong fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is gifted with the original head of Raphael from the 90s film trilogy as an early Christmas present. When he puts it on, however, he discovers it's haunted or cursed and its wearer actually becomes a turtle. The fan has to uh, has up until Christmas Day to track down whoever cursed the head and break the curse lest he, be t- he, lest he turn up to Christmas lunch as a turtle. Okay. Uh, one and a half Christmas stars. I agree. Although <laughs> I would probably rather watch that than another Teenage Mutant Ninja. Yeah, Turtles yeah, movie. sure. <laughs> it's just it, it, like it, I don't think the a very Teenage Mutant Ninja Christmas is, is like the best title for it. Ah, what would you call it? I'd call you know what I'd call I'd call it Raphael. I'd call it. <laughs> don't tell Mum I'm a turtle. Okay, no, that's better. You're right. <laughs> All right. For the uh, Freddy vs. Jason mm-hmm. double franchise. So this is a web animation, a flash animation. Yeah. And it's a retelling of um, the Twas the Night Before Christmas, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. A Visit from St. Nicholas. So it'd be yep. called like A Visit from Mr. Kruger or something. Cool. Um, 
so it would start off normally but in the line about visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads when they're asleep um mm-hmm. freddy krueger would appear and then it would later on also be revealed that it's taking place at camp crystal lake and um you know this is one i could have written i could have written the whole thing oh. but i didn't oh. mm. it's okay yeah so it's set at Camp, Camp, Camp Crystal Lake and Freddy Krueger turns up and it's like he's Santa but instead he murders everyone. Yeah. Well, he there's shows up in the children's dreams. Yeah, yeah. And it's a flash animation. Does Jason show up? Oh, yeah. I think you'd make a cheeky wee appearance. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. I give that, um, I'm going to give that four Christmas stars because I could see it happening. Yeah. Even unlicensed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> you know. All right, my next idea is called The Santa Hood of the Travelling Hat, um, <laughs> and it's Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants, but instead of girls, it's a bunch of Santas, a bunch of teenage Santas, nice. and they discover a hat which fits all of their heads, <laughs> which is so hard to find, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many Christmas stars do you think that deserves? I think it deserves one, if you okay. can't give zero. <laughs> Can you give zero? Maybe we'll, we'll we'll see that idea when we get to it. Maybe it'll be this one. Um, Happy Feet. This is um, it's a commercial for Australian film, which features the characters of Happy Feet getting a visit from Santa. <laughs> Very nice. We all love a good Aussie film. <laughs> Do you remember that ad? That yeah, anti piracy ad. Um, and it was always Happy Feet or Wolf Creek, and it's like. These are strange movies to pick. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. To, to depict burning up as a good Aussie film. Nice. I give that uh, two Christmas stars. Nice. All right. Well this this next one I cheated with a bit, Richard. Um, but it already does have a Christmas special that I forgot about before adding to the list. Technically, but some people will be like, "No, that doesn't count." Uh, my next franchise is X Men, and there is, of course, Once Upon a Deadpool. But whenever we bring up Deadpool, people get real mad and say that it doesn't count as X Men, <laughs> even though it's set in the same universe. Like, how is it not an X Men film? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought, all right, a lot of a lot of the X Men films take existing comic storylines and adapt them right so i googled x-men christmas story and this is based on um this this is called x-men snowfall uh and that's not the title the the title of the comic is uncanny x-men number 230 twas the night um so this film takes place during something called the fall of the mutant storyline so snowfall fall of the mutants that's that's where i got the title beautiful poetic Uh, and like this story thank you <laughs> this story in particular focuses on the core team of mutants finding a reaver's stash of stolen items which were taken from all over the world a uh, long shot then discovers that when he touches an item he is given a history of it including the the psychic pain of the item being stolen meanwhile Ooh. rogue has been trying to befriend the teleporting mutant known as gateway who lives at the near their new base the X-Men then use Longshot's ability to sort the, the stolen loot into different piles based on the continent they were stolen from, and then Gateway teleports them around the world to return the loot. So they become Santa, essentially. Um, and I could see that being part, like a smaller part of a larger X-Men movie, you know, mm. set around Christmas. Um, like The Fall of the Mutant sounds like an interesting storyline. So, you know, you could, you could you know... What do you think? Yeah, maybe they'll cover it in the MCU. 
Oh, yeah, true. Ring, ring. Hello, is this Kevin Feige? Boy, have I got an, a two-star <laughs> idea for you. <laughs> Two stars? Oh, It's not your idea, is it? Oh, uh, no. No. <laughs> All the right. two stars is for the effort, not for the quality of the idea. Okay. I That's apologize. Fair enough. Um okay, so Jurassic Park, don't have a title. Um oh, so this is set A very long Jurassic a- Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Um so this is set long after the events of Fallen Kingdom, which we actually haven't covered on the podcast, so spoilers for Fallen Kingdom. Um we kind of but- have. Yeah, true. Um, the world is now overrun with dinosaurs. A small group, uh, a small gathering of survivors struggle to stay alive. And as the snow starts to fall on the ground, they celebrate what could be their last Christmas together. Wow. This so this would sad. just be like a subplot or like a single scene in the film, I'm sure. I think it's a good idea to set a Jurassic Park at Christmas. This could be your Jurassic World War. Yeah. You know? Nice. I Jurassic get that. World War Z. I, yeah, yes. Keep pushing that. Um, all right, I give that five. Five Christmas stars, because I think that sounds like a cool a cool addition to the plot for what will probably be a disappointing film. Yeah, for sure. Um, nice. All right, I somewhat... Uh, <laughs> well, I was stuck on this one for a while, Richard, because the next franchise I got was Divergent, and I remember <laughs> nothing about Divergent and was like, oh, God, what do I, what do, I do? Um, and so I settled for a joke answer because I was like, I'm not going to research, re-research. It was so strange revisiting franchises I haven't thought about since Mm. we covered them. And this was the epitome of that. Uh, So this idea is called Regurgent. Five stars, don't even tell me the idea. (laughs) I've written, what about a dystopian North Pole? But instead of it's reindeer and, but instead of people, it's reindeer and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is the Divergent. You know, because what's her name was like was like special because she was the divergent and didn't fit into any of their boxes. Even though she's just like you, yeah. And Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is just like me. So that's the whole idea. Nice, I love it. How many stars? Ten stars. You can't give ten stars. A thousand stars. <laughs> oh my god! What am I gonna do with all these stars? <laughs> okay, so my next one was another franchise that I wasn't too keen to re. <laughs> research um uh so this is called boondock saint nick <laughs> of course it is that's great um so santa <clears throat> comes to the boondocks in his festive red sweater and signature mustache and he doesn't know who to vote for because <laughs> <laughs> he's kimbone yeah he's kimbone all right so kimbone stars in as santa that's a good that's good casting dude yeah Nice. Ken Bone Check. famously appeared on our podcast. On I don't know if he's sets. famous for appearing on this podcast. But. Uh, well, I think our podcast <laughs> is famous for having him appear. <laughs> awesome. I give that, um, I'm going to give that that two and a half Christmas stars. Yeah, well deserved. Sweet. All right. The next one I have was The Jungle Book, which of all the franchises I didn't want to return to, this one I, I harbor especially uh, bad <laughs> feelings for. You go listen to the episode if you want to f- remember why. Or don't. I don't think it's a very uh, good episode. So this this uh, this this Christmas version is called the Tundra Book, and this is what I've written. A young baby is abandoned in the North Pole and raised by caribou. He befriends other North Pole creatures and elves before learning he's human. Oh wait, this is Elf. <laughs> elf is just the Jungle Book. Nice. Have you ever thought about that before? 
Yep. You have? I think about that every day of my life. That's amazing. Yeah. How many Christmas stars do you give it? Uh, that's one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? <laughs> okay, next one is Twilight. Oh. Um, so, this one, I've basically done the same continue the franchise I did on the episode. <laughs> so, Bella is gone. Uh, okay. Chief of Police Charlie Swan is spending his first Christmas alone since finally getting his daughter back. Mm-hmm. He's now a badass cop fighting a series of mythical and magical beasts all while trying to find love. Didn't he find love at the end of the last movie? I cannot remember. I think he did. Well, maybe he's trying to suss out his new love. Okay, all right. Well, obviously I give that five Christmas stars because it's Charlie Swan. (laughs) Do anything to see the further adventures of Charlie Swan. Um, Yeah, that is a like they should just make a Charlie Swan show. Mm. He's called the Charlie Swan show. That's the name of mine, and it's a variety show. There's like musical guests and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nice. All right. My next idea, Richard, is called Lady and the Tramp 3, Just a Regular Day. (laughs) And this film is about a lady and the tramp having to explain to their puppies that they don't celebrate Christmas because they're Jehovah's Witnesses. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's not a Christmas movie. No, it's just a regular day. It's a Christmas special for Jehovah's Witnesses. That, nice. that Jehovah's Witness families, I don't know if they're allowed to watch Lady and the Tramp, but if they are, then this is this is a, this could be a, yeah, you a know great what? teaching you're, you're tool. You're giving back to an underrepresented community, and they need more representation. Yeah, yeah. Nice. What's your next one, dude? Um, my next one uh, was for Transformers. Now, Transformers, oh. what a um, what a great franchise to add a a uh, Christmas special to. Yeah, and yeah. this was. One of my lowest effort ones. Oh, God. So, uh, this is, it's called um, Bumblebee 2. <laughs> so, you've seen the movie Bumblebee. Mm. Um, so, this is Bumblebee 2, but it's set at Christmas in the 80s. Yeah. That's it. Oh, <laughs> Richard. No, that's a good idea. I actually think, that, like, there's something, there's almost something very 80s about making a Christmas movie. Yeah, like, I don't know, just make it about whatever Bumblebee 2 is going to be about, but set it at Christmas. That's that's essentially um, what I've got for my next idea. <laughs> but I'll give, that, um, I'll give that four Christmas stars, because it's a good idea, but I, I would have appreciated um, something more. Yeah, but also, but it's, 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 you know, it's not unlikely to happen. No, true. All right, so my next one is called Yuki Godzilla. Yuki is uh, Japanese for snow. Um, and in the style nice. of slash is a sequel to Shin Godzilla. Uh, it's your usual plot of the Godzilla film, but it's set in, during Christmas in Tokyo, and we get to see Godzilla covered in snow, watch it melt as his atomic breath charges, and at one point he destroys a giant Santa statue erected outside a mall. Mothra can show up. Essentially, I just want all the haunting Godzilla imagery to be set against a snowy backdrop. I think that'd be pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Which a lot of these I was just tempted to write. It's the same thing, but a set against a snowy backdrop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That would be good enough for a lot of these. All right. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I like it. Um, a hundred Christmas stars. Oh, you've the whole systems. The system's broken. The whole freaking system is out of order. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, my next one is um, continuing the Nymphomaniac franchise. Oh, great. And so this song, um, this song. Song? <laughs> this little ditty is called, uh, this, this movie is called Christmas Maniac. Oh, shit. So after a violent assault, a woman is left broken and bloodied in the middle of the snow. She is taken in by a seemingly friendly bearded man in a red suit who asks mm. her about her life. She explains um, through a series of vignettes of the Christmases of her life uh, why she's a bad person and, do, and belongs that. on the naughty list. Wow, Richard. You're not going to believe what the next one I've written is. <laughs> so I'll give that. I'll give that three Christmas stars. Sorry, did I say three? I meant three billion. <laughs> um, I think you know you said three. My next one is called Naughty List, dude. What a coincidence! This is a Kill Bill <laughs> Christmas no, of special, of course. Um, and Santa visits all the despicable characters from the Tarantino movies and gives them all coal. And then they all team up to brutally murder him. <laughs> nice. Finally yeah. confirming the Tarantino versus one yeah, franchise. Yeah, it's the first ever like explicit crossover between them. Nice. Um, uh, 3,000 Christmas stars. I've given you more than you could ever <laughs> That I know how to spend. Um, <laughs> okay, so my next one is um, Monsters, Inc. Scary Christmas. Um, so yes. it's a Disney Plus short. About- We've both done the scary Mary trade off now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's- <laughs> why wouldn't you? Yeah, um, wouldn't you? so it's a, yeah, it's a Disney Plus short, like 20 minutes, um, mm-hmm. where we'd see Christmas in the monster world. Uh, Sully and Mike are celebrating together and there'd be all kinds of gross stuff instead of the stuff we have. It's mm. essentially Shrek the Halls. <laughs> Is there a, a monster ink Jesus? Yeah, Jesus was a monster <laughs> in canon. Yeah, because um, yeah, why would the monsters celebrate Christmas? I guess is my my question. They must have an equivalent. They must have like a life day situation going. Yeah, nice. I give that. Um, I give that zero Christmas stars. <laughs> okay, thank <laughs> you. The my next one is called cool, is the Lamb Before Time. Um, Another franchise I was delighted to return to. <laughs> and this idea is called The Land Before Christmas. Uh, and similar to your Freddy vs. Jason idea, it's just the night before Christmas story, but all the characters are dinosaurs. Oh, beautiful. I, how, you know, the land before time, the night before Christmas. Yeah, no, I get it. I get, you get Don't it? worry, you'll get your Christmas stars, AJ. How many do I get? <laughs> A thousand. Oh, my God. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I needed more. <laughs> Sorry, did I say a thousand? I mean a hundred thousand. Oh my god. Thanks so much. Uh so that's it. Yeah, man. Okay, so my next one is Dumb and Dumber. Uh it's called uh Lloyd's Christmas, because remember his name is Lloyd Christmas. 
It is too, yes. Um, So um, Lloyd gets a job as a mall Santa. This is so real. Huh? (laughs) This is such a genuine idea. (laughs) And um, he somehow convinces himself that he's the real Santa. Um, Like all these people asking him stuff. And he, um, so together with Harry, he ventures to the North Pole um, to take over operations. And so, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be a Santa's real thing. No, I like that it's not. I'd prefer it's a Santa atheist movie. Yeah. Where they get to the North Pole. Of this. Do you know the North Pole's in the middle of the water? <laughs> you know yeah, that? well, there's the true North Pole. There's like the magnetic North Pole and then the, the, the other North Pole. What's the other North Pole? Uh, I don't know. There's just like, there's basically like two ways you can. Well, there's an the island that's the closest land to the North Pole. Yeah, I think that that's, can, that's it. Yeah. That there's like, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I give that. Um, I'm not going to give that any Christmas stars, Richard. But I'm going to give it uh, something. I'm going to give it a um, an entire a, an entire set of Christmas tree decorations. Oh, yeah. New or secondhand? There's some. New, they're, they're all secondhand, but one of them, some of them have only been used like once. Oh, nice. Some of them are like 30 years old, dude. Oh, it's the vintage. There's like one, you know how some people like make like gingerbread decorations and donate them and just keep them for like 30 years. Yeah. There's a few of them in there. Don't, do not let the kids eat them, dude. <laughs> All right. And the next one I've got is 101 Dalmatians. And my idea is called 101 Reindeer. Uh, so it's animated in a stylistic callback to the original 101 Dalmatians film, but 101 Reindeer uh, tells a similar story about a married couple in the Netherlands who breed 99 reindeer calves from only two parents. Their big happy family is put under duress, however, when a grizzled aristocrat with and vague family friend named San de Claus, so San de Claus, um, schemes to steal the reindeer as a means to pull his extremely large sleigh. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, one and a half Christmas stars. Okay. Out of three billion. Um, oh my God. <laughs> uh, so my next one is another franchise I was um, not too excited to revisit. Uh, it's Dungeons and Dragons. So I've gone with essentially the same idea idea we suggested on pod, which is that you have, um, it's like children playing Dungeons and Dragons, but you see like what they're creating in their world. Um, yeah. But there's just one kid that's real into Christmas and he keeps this turning is- it <laughs> Christmassy. And then there's one other kid that's like real edgy and keeps yeah. on being like, oh, then Santa gets raped. And it's like, oh my God, who invited this kid? I don't like this idea, Richard. I well, not, maybe not. But you know how there's like that, <laughs> that kids are like that when they're like 14. No, yeah, I get that part. I'm just saying I don't, don't understand why there would be a character who's obsessed with Christmas. <laughs> it doesn't seem very genuine. It seems like you had to make a Christmas special for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, no, like it, w- it wouldn't be at all Christmas related. Mm. But there's just one kid that's real into Christmas. Okay. And it comes out in like July. <laughs> All right, I give it a yeah. It would come out in July. Eh? I give it a a roll twenty Christmas. <laughs> All right, my next one is called Lilo and Stitchmas, um, and nice. this is what I feel is probably an episode of Lilo and Stitch, the TV series. Uh, so after accidentally burning down the house right before the holiday season, Stitch takes it upon himself to dress up as Santa and gift all his friends with the present they lost in the fire. 
Now, can't you just imagine Stitch putting on a wee little, uh, wee little red, red coat and a wee little beard and be like, oh, I'm going to solve Christmas. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. 83 um, Stitch Santas. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so my next one. Oh, this is another one that um, it's a type of thing we haven't done before. Oh. Um, so this is for The Hangover, and it's an escape room. Okay. Um, so you wake up in a mysterious room, like the, this is the plot of the escape room, um, and it's like decorated with Christmassy shit. Um, the storyline you're given is that Alan has spiked your your group's eggnog, and now you need to figure out, you have to piece together the night before and um, to work out how to escape the room. Nice. Yeah, I could see that happening. Again, I don't know how... Um necessary the christmas element is to this idea but then at the same time i could see you you could make it a, a hangover escape room or you can make a hangover christmas film you know what i mean like the, the ideas exist there i don't know if they need to be combined yeah it's just my honest opinion yeah no they're so good uh, you, just, you, you asked, just hurt my feelings yeah you, you asked for feedback I, I don't recall doing that you you did all right I, I I won't rate that one. It'll be unrated, much like <laughs> my next franchise, American Pie. Um, so this is this is actually how I discovered that there is a new American Pie film coming out. Richard is because I was googling American Pie to remind myself of character names, and it was like there's a new American Pie coming out. I was like, oh my god! Um, so check that out in 2020, everybody. It's called Girls Rules. Uh, but this one comes out in 2028, uh, which is necessary. Uh, for for uh, Jim's son to be old, um, and it's called American Hanukkah, and I was like, you know what? Let's do a Hanukkah one. Let's you know, not everything has to be Christmas. So Jim and Michelle's now eighteen year old son Evan is finishing up high school and is still a virgin. What a loser! Um, his co- he's confident his luck will change, however, as the annual Levenstein Hanukkah get-together is quickly approaching, and Evan has a pretty hot cousin. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so I'm guessing that presumably by 2028, dating your own cousin uh, like won't be quite as taboo, but it'll be f- still forbidden enough to still be sexy. That's what you're hoping, at least. That's what I'm hoping. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a kid raised on incest porn so yeah true he would be into his cousin you know um and there's also a scene where evan sticks his dick in a latka <laughs> a potato latka um, okay nice very good very cool very sexy i'm gonna give that uh a whole pie thank you I'm so uh my next one is um <laughs> for uh revenge of the nerds and mm. this one is called a very nerdy christmas very good uh because like and this is one of those things it's like this is just what it would be yeah and yeah, it would just it be would the be. most boring generic <laughs> christmas movie you've ever seen about oh no we ran out of t- i need to find this toy and the ham is gone well you know <laughs> all right yeah um uh, but now with those classic nerds like booger and um yeah that you know and love robert carradine yeah yeah man that sounds like something that would actually happen and for that it gets five christmas stars thank but you but on this this scale is out of six <laughs> all 
All right, Richard here. Are you ready for the best idea I've ever submitted to the podcast before? Yes. All right, so this is my Christmas continuation of Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. Nice. Um, so the two films, having been distributed by 20th Century Fox, are now owned by Disney. And they appear on Disney Plus on a Christmas day on Christmas Day as part of a surprise drop of new back catalogue content. You know, so they're like, Merry Christmas, here's more movies that you that weren't on the service that now are. And uh Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile are included. And on the like promotional image for this drop, um, you can see it's like it's like imagine like all the different characters from all the different movies that and TV shows that they're dropping on Christmas Day. And in the corner you can see the two main characters from these films and they have Santa hats hastily photoshopped onto their heads. <laughs> Very cool. What do you think? <laughs> um, that's uh, 38 Christmas stars. <clears throat> because, like, w- who's returning to Romancing the Stone to make a Christmas special, you know? This franchise is so forgotten, it may as well not exist. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my next one is a Nutty Professor continuation, and uh, it's called Christmas with the Clumps. Or be like, Nutty Professor Christmas with the Clumps. Oh my god. So it's a remake of Christmas with the Cranks. (laughs) (laughs) Except now, they're all overweight and played by Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Well, just the idea of, like, Christmas with the Cranks being a movie that's revered enough to get a remake. (laughs) Let alone the fact that it's just set in the Nutty Professor universe. (laughs) Wow, what a plot twist. I love it. Does Chris White's return to to Peter? Of course. Of course. I'm sure he'd love the the gook. (laughs) 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 Oh, I love it. Okay, that's that's, that's, um, Infinity Christmas Stars. (laughs) That's your best idea of the the day, of the morning. (laughs) All right, uh, my next one is called Legally Blonde, White Christmas. Uh, so this one, and this one, Al Woods is devastated. It's about white privilege. Yeah, it's about white privilege. That's a better <laughs> idea, actually. Al Woods is devastated when her hair starts turning white in her old age. Also, she does some big lawyer stuff, and it's set around Christmas. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Two Christmas stars. I understood. Um, okay, this one's called Camp Rock, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Ah, good. Um, so this is about a new generation of pop stars that Disney wants to pretend are into rock. Uh, they go to Camp Rock's winter program where they have to put on a Christmas show and like the mum or something would be in it. Mm -hmm. And maybe Kevin Jonas shows up. Mm-hmm. And it would be the exact same plot as the first film too. Uh, the girl gets in with one of, as one of the popular girls' lackeys, and then there's like some, like Sean Mendes is there, and he mm-hmm. can't find the voice he likes. Why was this not made? Like, why did they stop at two Camp Rock movies? Well, I feel like going to camp is a very much a summer thing rather than a winter thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, that's a good point. Nice. Okay, I give that um, five Christmas stars. Uh, all right, the next one I got was Critters. I got all the franchises I just didn't want to think about again. <laughs> Critters, great. There's already yeah. Gremlins. That's that's the Christmas Critters movie. Uh, this one's called Critmas. 
Nice. Uh, and critters infiltrate the elves and hijack Santa's sleigh on Christmas Eve. They go from house to house dropping critter eggs down people's chimneys. All right, one Christmas star. What's your next one? Yeah, man, I could really feel the um <laughs> the decline. In- I fucking hate, I hate critters. I hate the critters episode we did. It's boring. It's not an interesting franchise to talk about. We're, I'm done with critters. Okay. I never want to talk about Let's critters Let's never bring again. up critters again, unless okay. it gets chosen for the redux. Um, oh, shit. So this one's called The Masks. Oh, um, there's another mask. Ooh! So from what I've gathered from a very quick Google, there's an old Norse festival called uh, Yule. J-O-L, of course, yes. Yeah, which, yeah. Is where, which in modern English is Yule, as in Yuletide. Um, oh. So that would be Tide, Yuletide. I, mean, I thought it. you meant as in Yule love this. Yeah, no. Um, uh, that'll be tied into it somehow. Um, maybe. That's maybe Santa has the other mask, and that's how he gets his powers. Well, wouldn't the other mask be another Norse god? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, Santa. Okay, Santa, the Norse god. I believe Santa's Norse um, equivalent is just Odin, but he delivered presents on the winter solstice or something. What do you think about that? Uh, one Christmas star. <laughs> for your correction well i take your one christmas star and give it right back to you motherfucker <laughs> deal with that okay all right richard my next one is scream um and let's talk about this because i feel like this was the best franchise i got to to yeah yeah make a christmas sure. entry for uh so it's just scream five you know i don't want to disrupt the um the titling scheme so it's scream five uh and in a the, this is the revival that they're talking about doing for the series, right? It's not Mm. a reboot, it's a revival. Um, So uh, the film is set around Christmas and a disturbing series of murders committed by Alf Face, an unstoppable (laughs) serial killer who hides behind an Alf version of the ghost face mask. The film takes this copycat killer as an opportunity to have a meta conversation about how horror franchises revitalize themselves with thematic gimmicks, such as Jason X, which was set in space, or Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Mask are exploring the origins of the their characters and their prequels um and how horror is constantly needing and to be fair often succeeding to reinvent the wheel nice yeah love it so i yeah i feel like that's not a bad way to infinity like go- plus one christmas stars <laughs> if you're going to have a, a another scream movie it feels like that's the conversation you'd need to have in it, like about modern horror and stuff. Um, and I had to sit it around Christmas. So. Oh, of course. I couldn't not, mate. I, I literally wouldn't have come up with the idea if I, if I wasn't allowed to sit around Christmas. Yeah. Um, so my next one is based on the Look Who's Talking franchise. Yes. Um, it's called Look Who's Caroling. I love it. So it's baby's first Christmas mm-hmm. and the parents teach it about Christmas but it doesn't make sense to the baby, and it would be a very funny satire on the idea yes. of consumerism. Oh, very good. I like that a baby wouldn't buy into consumerism. A baby of all mm. people hates receiving gifts. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I love it. I give that five Christmas stars. Um, all right. <laughs> this next one is Cats and Dogs. Cats and Dogs 3. It's called Cats and Dogs Meowy Woofmas. <laughs> Uh, and the, <laughs> it's the year 2097 and cats have long eradicated humans from the planet cats and dogs now endure a never-ending war in a nuclear winter 
12 billion Christmas stars. This is, Richard, make no mistake from its um, jolly, holly jolly title, this is a sorrowful um, I hope someone movie. counts up how many stars we each have. Well, we each have over affinity now. So. Yeah. Um. The, yeah. This is a this is a, a this is a harrowing war film. Fuck Set yeah, in dude. Winter. Meowy woofmas. <laughs> Sweet. What's your next one? Uh, okay. Do you want to hear the 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 potentially the laziest one I did? Yes. So this is Mission Impossible. Um, mm-hmm. So it's Mission Impossible 7. I don't have a title, but it'll be some cool sounding title. Um, mm-hmm. And it would just be it, like incidentally at Christmas. And mm-hmm. for years, you'll hear people being like, oh, do you know that um, Mission Impossible 7 is technically a Christmas movie? That's the best idea you've done. That's <laughs> so good. I love it. I give that, um, instead of giving that any Christmas stars, I give it my my virginity. <laughs> Oh my god, but that's how much been I like it. it for so long. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, Kung Fu Reindeer. Nice. What do we think? Uh, hate immediate, it. Immediate, immediate thoughts? Uh, it's Kung awful. Kung Fu Reindeer? Hate it. Poe the Kung Fu Panda has to teach Santa's reindeer Kung Fu after Santa is kidnapped by an evil meerkat, voiced by Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> nice. There you go, Kung Fu Reindeer. Very I feel cool. like there's got to be a Kung Fu Panda Christmas short or something like that. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, I really hope people are enjoying this podcast. Let us know. Why wouldn't they? What this your favorite? Um, what your favorite ones of these are? I don't want to entertain the idea of people not in, of not enjoying this. Yeah, pe- yeah, people were really enjoying it up to this point. They're like, wait a minute, I don't have to enjoy this. Wait a minute, this is stupid. <laughs> um, okay, so my next one is called Hellraiser: Silent Night. Which is Good. what it would be called. So, yep. after a violent assault, a woman is left broken and bloodied in the middle of the snow. She's taken in by a seemingly friendly bearded man in a red suit who asks her about her life. She explains through a series of vignettes about the Christmases in her life, why she hey. thinks she's a bad person. And then the Cenobites show up. Um, now, this was actually an unrelated script, which was then repurposed <laughs> as a Hellraiser movie. <laughs> it's so good, dude. <laughs> That's so good. Um this is this is potentially quite an inside joke heavy episode. I've just realised as well. <laughs> and for those who don't remember, every Hellraiser film was like another script repurposed to be Hellraiser. But that's very funny, Richard. I love it. Thank you very much. I give it um, my firstborn child, <laughs> which I had with your last idea. <laughs> okay, Crocodile Dundee, Christmas in the Outback. Um, after a new Santa in training crash lands in the outback, Crocodile Dundee agrees to help him get back on his feet and learn to fly his sleigh again in time for Christmas. In the end, Dundee accompanies his new mate on the inaugural present delivery on Christmas Eve. Because I feel like that's a scene we need. Where he's being like, oh, I'm Australian and here's your present. <laughs> nice. Um, Sweet. Three Marmites on toast. Is there butter on it? No, and there's way too much Marmite. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, okay, then my next one is called Toy Story Before Christmas. That I was, I'm so glad you called it that. When I was like, oh, what? I was like, I hope I get Toy Story. I'm going to call it Toy Story Before Christmas. So what? Else? So this is like it would be along the same vein as the Toy Story of Terror or yep. um, the Toy Story. Such of a, already five five Christmas stars. Such a good idea. 
But so the plot would involve the Christmas ornaments that get left in the attic. Oh, um, such a good idea. Um, And so, yeah, it would be like around um, breaking them out um, to be, or, you know, trying to keep them out after Christmas or something What about um, they're all looking forward to seeing the ornaments, but then um, Bonnie's family are are going to, like, their, their, their parents for... Yeah, so they're not putting the Christmas yeah, tree yeah, up. so they have to get yeah. them out and have their own Christmas. That's it. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's it. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, my next franchise was Halloween. <laughs> nice. And I just wrote Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally all I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, just a Michael, Michael Myers returns at Christmas. There you go. Yeah. That's the idea. The night Santa came home. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm very tired. Is yawning poor form on a podcast? My next one is called Actually the Final Destination. <laughs> so um, the vision is a group of um, rowdy, horny teens that sneak into a mall um, during, like after it's closed during Christmas time to try and steal shit. Mm-hmm. But they accidentally set the place alight because it has one of those giant Christmas trees and it would like short circuit and then like melt and trap them inside. You know, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then would have some um, Christmassy deaths. Mm-hmm. So you could be choking on a chestnut, mm-hmm. um, falling through a window when putting the star on the tree. This is a good application of this podcast concept. Hanging yourself franchise. with a wreath somehow. Yeah. Yeah, That's these, all I these are great. Yeah, no, very good. A Christmas, the Christmas star falls on someone. Yeah, it hits them in the eye. Yeah, hits them in the eye. That's very good, Richard. I think that's that's a very you you made the right decision. You you're killing it two in a row. Shit, man. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Richard. Before we continue to the next the franchise. franchise. Oh damn. Oh dip. Um, I've got oh, my fuck. advent calendar here. Uh, which I'm very excited about opening on the 1st of December. Um, I've got a Jelly Belly advent calendar where every day I get a different pack of jelly beans, which is way better than chocolate. Uh, So let's open up the first one here and peep the jelly beans within. All right, so they're a dark brown reddish color. I'm looking at the back. They're either hot chocolate, cherry cola, raspberry, or red apple. So let's, let's try them, all right? Well, I'll try them. You can't. Yeah. All right. Okay, first flavor is cherry cola, dude. Hell yeah. Nice. So good. Um, mm. I am getting a Yu-Gi-Oh! advent calendar. I don't have it yet. I only ordered it yesterday. Um, it should arrive on Tuesday. Um, and you get a different Yu-Gi-Oh! card each day. That's awesome. What do they taste like? <laughs> uh, Delicious. Mm. Um, we forgot to say at the start of this episode as well. We're doing the Netflix Christmas movies next fortnight. We had the um, our Christmas Prince three isn't even out yet, so we've got to wait. All right, so All right. AJ, I believe you have the next franchise, and mm. uh, let's get a move on. Let me just swallow this jelly bean. Okay, three hundred. Uh, it's the same story as 300, but they're all jacked elves. This is the only one I didn't write a title for. I think it's just wow. called 300. 300 jacked elves, that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you give that 300 Christmas stars? Uh, no, three out of 100. Okay. Uh, so my next one is called Austin Powers in A Very Groovy Christmas, and it's an mm. animated special. Yes, and so, it would be. And um, so Austin loses his mojo again and makes a Christmas wish to get it back. 
And maybe it's even animated like one of those old Christmas movies, like, you know, Rudolph and Frosty. Yeah, I've, I've got one of them somewhere in here as well. Nice. <laughs> nice. I love it. I could see it happening. Um, I could I re- I could see an animated Austin Powers singing like a Christmas wish song, and that'd be really funny. Um, so I'm going to give that the full... I'm going to give that the full amount of stars that you can possibly give. All right. The next one I've got is High School Musical Christmas Reunion and an idea that is somewhat expectedly similar to your camp rocking around the Christmas tree. Um, (laughs) Upon hearing that the high school that was from the film, I forget what it's called, um, has Uh, lost... East High? East High. If you're oh, upon hearing that East High has lost funding and is being shut down, the gang return home one holiday season to put on a Christmas musical in order to raise money and save the school. So you got all the characters coming back, and I really like the idea that in real life, like this wouldn't raise nearly enough money to keep a school afloat. Um, <laughs> but Disney, I feel like Disney Channel movies are always about shit like that. Like this huge importance put on like talent shows that you're going to get $200 for. And <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, $200 worth of Christmas stars. Mm. Uh, okay. So this is um, my The Hobbit uh, or slash Lord of the Rings continuation. And so this mm-hmm. is the real life experience of going to Hobbiton on Christmas Day. Oh. And um, maybe everyone's all dressed up and they decorate the big tree. You think be people very fun. working at Hobbiton on Christmas Day? They opened it specially for this Continue the Franchise. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I love it. Do you know what's funny? I, so I went to Hobbiton earlier in the year for my birthday. And I think I went in, I would have gone in March or end of February. And mm-hmm. I bought a postcard to send to you that's still sitting on my desk and I've never sent it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, because I was, I was that, like, oh, I'll send it like after I like in a month, and I'll be like, hey, we're at Hobbiton, and it'll be real funny, and maybe it'll, it will be real funny when I send it in like a year. Hmm. Well, I'm going to give that the amount of stars that's like the accumulative value of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, which is a zero, because <laughs> <laughs> the three good ones are three bad ones. All right, Richard, are you ready for National Treasure Three: The Great Christmas Caper? <laughs> The poster for it is like Nicolas Cage, like riding a sleigh through the sky and there's presents falling off the sleigh and he's like, whoa, and it's like a very uh, energetic looking movie poster. And Richard, if you thought Nicolas Cage stealing the Declaration of Independence was wild, this year, in order to save Christmas, he must steal the presents from under the Christmas trees of every house in his street because he has no money and his wife abandoned him and their kids and he doesn't want them to not have any presents this year. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. This is just a real sad story. Yeah. It's It's hardly related to National Treasure, but it is technically... Nicholas Cage's Ben, whatever is that's um one Christmas star, but as I give it to you, um, it you drop it and it shatters. Oh no. Uh, okay, so my next one is for the Millennium films. Um, so this is uh the girl with the dragon tattoo, but they make a slightly bigger deal about the fact that it's set at Christmas. Nice, because it already is a reinterpretation. Yeah, well, I give that five Christmas stars because I imagine it'll be as good as Dragon Tattoo, um, which is an excellent story. All right, number tw- number 28. I'm numbering them now. <laughs> a big fat liar slash big fat, bigger fatter liar 
This is all I've written. Big fat red liar. Oh, nice. Santa's a liar. Yeah. He stole the idea of Christmas from Frankie Muniz. Yeah. Why he lies about the fact that he exists. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So my next one. Um, so uh, we're now both doing an entry for the MCU. Yeah. I figured it was there's, the Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie, but there's so much other untapped Christmas yeah. potential in the MCU. So I, th- so I thought we should we should each do one. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, so this is um, my pitch for like a subplot in Guardians of the Galaxy three, which I've called mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy dot mb three. Nice. So it's um, and I'm actually quite quite proud of this. So mm. Peter Quill now having been back to Earth is able to um, track like what day it is or what time of year it is. Say so he went back in November and then. 30 space days later he's like oh it'll be christmas now and then he re- realizes that the the other guardians actually don't understand have never heard of christmas and so he like puts it upon himself to create a a christmas of misfits um mm. and they they maybe they even run into marvel santa who's an omega level mutant <laughs> i hope so that's good man um my one you know, because we can talk about them after, and we could talk. Maybe they set at the same time. You know, the MCU films love to be set at the same time. Um, so my one is called Ant Man. Nice. Um, that's all I've got now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In the triumphant return of the Marvel one shot, the Ant Man cast are preparing for Christmas. Scott works out the perfect way to learn what everyone wants for Christmas, and uses the Ant Man suit to shrink down and eavesdrop to work out exactly what everyone is after. While doing this, he also hears people talk about him and how much they love him, and and kind of the MCU answer to "It's a Wonderful Life." Scott learns through doing this as well that Hope is expecting Scott to propose soon, so he buys her an engagement ring for Christmas. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Your one's a bit more exciting. I'd rather watch your one than Return to the Ant Man. I, I like the I like the idea of incorporating the fact that Peter Quill's been back on Earth now. Mm, yeah, that's a good idea. That's probably the most serious take in this whole thing. <laughs> <Is there, laughs> any of us have taken this one in this last one. Um, okay, uh, twenty three Christmas stars for both of us. The amount Thank of films you. Names to you. So my next one, this is another one that I'm like proud of, but like because this is actually what it would be called. Bring it on, Christmas cheer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So while home for the holidays, our hero is asked to teach uh, cheerleading to her old high school with only one week till Christmas. Will they manage to get the routine done in time or something like that? Dude, how has this not been done? It's such an obvious yeah. idea for bring it on. Nice. I give that um I give that a four. Four. I give that a five. Five Christmas stars. Uh all right, I know what you did last summer. The obvious one would be I know what you did last winter and just do the same thing at winter time. But then yeah. I thought, what if it's I know what you li- did last summer, New Zealand edition? And it's <laughs> Christmas it's Christmas in New Zealand and there's a murderer on the loose. Um do you remember when we did? No- I know we did last summer. We talked about how, like, um, the fact that it's also set on the fifth of July each year, mm. like, reduces the impact of it being set at summer. <laughs> Should just be said. <laughs> I know what you did last. Um, it was fourth of Day. July. Was it fourth or fifth of July? Which one's Independence Day? Fourth. Fourth. Yeah, fourth of July. Sorry, everybody who knows that without having to ever think about it. We don't Me. celebrate it here. Do you know what what day's Waitangi Day? I don't know. 
Do you actually not? No. <laughs> what would you guess? Um, it's in July. <laughs> what day is Anzac Day? I don't know. Okay, Waitangi Day is the 6th of February, Anzac Day is the 25th of April. Thanks, man. <coughs> um. <laughs> that, wasn't a, that wasn't a bit, that was just a cough. <laughs> All right, next one I've got is the good, the bad, and the jolly. Um, so this is, get this, have you ever yeah. seen, um, like on the Casablanca DVD, there's a 30 minute thing called Carrot Blanca, and it's a remake of Casablanca with Looney Tunes. I've never seen that. So this is a Looney Tunes remake of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly set at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Bugs would be the man with no name, Alma Fudd would be the bad, and I don't know, Sylvester is the ugly. I'd be Daffy. Yeah, sure. What the obviously be Daffy, dude? What is wrong oh, with yeah, you? Yeah, coming from Mister Fucking, I don't know when Waitangi Day is. I know my Looney Tunes, though. That's more important. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, we're just letting you wallow in it. Why? It was a good point. How it's obviously Daffy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I need to stop stop eating jelly beans. Um, I give that again. It's a good idea, but it's not really Christmassy. Yeah. So what? So I'm gonna give it zero Christmas stars. You piece of shit. Okay, cool. I'm already on infinity. So. Well, I'm taking I'm taking minus infinity. So now you can can never get any more. <laughs> Damn. Can I go through my next uh, four in one go? <laughs> Fuck if you want. Okay. Right. The Magnificent Seven. Is seven Santas. Don't have anything else to write. They're protecting the North Pole from Easter bunnies. All right. Robocop. Robocop saves Christmas. Machete. Machete saves Christmas. Jaws. Jaws saves Christmas. Or the Jaws that stole Christmas. Thoughts? Nice. (laughs) Very cool. Okay. Well, I'll go through my four then. (laughs) So, um... My one, I didn't think of a title for this, but The Fast and the Furious. Um, so Dom accidentally kills Santa Claus and is forced to take over, but he <laughs> wants to make a few adjustments to the sleigh first. <laughs> and, that's, and they wrote a winking face. Mm, nice. Well, it'd uh, either be The Fast and the Festivus. Nice. Or... The Fast and the Christmas. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, number 33 um spy kids the most wonderful time of the year Mm. so what's worse than leaving your christmas shopping till the last minute having to save the world at the same time oh no (laughs) and so of course the villain would have classic spy kids stitch up dude yeah the villain would have some bullshit plan about um, how christmas is too commercialized and he wants to destroy the holiday or something, and then everyone would learn an important message about the importance of family. I love it. Yeah. Uh, my next one is... I'm now realising uh, why it was a bad idea to do four at a time. <laughs> yeah. Real short, yours is still real long. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So this one would follow the chronology of the Texas Chainsaw 3D, and mm. Alexandra Daddario and her cousin spend Christmas together. Um, but when a group of horny teens go to stay in their cabin, maybe it's time for her to take over the family business. Oh, shit. And I've written a winking face there as well. 
Nice. I really enjoy the winking faces. They're indicating how I should feel about things. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then uh, my last one before your next one. Uh, this is called 28 Years Later. No. Um, so the human race is all but dead. As the rage virus starts to subside, one man with a plan is determined to save not only the human race, but Christmas as we know it. <laughs> is it <laughs> Putting Christmas like a second is more impactful. <laughs> is the man Santa? Uh, he it's ambiguous. Oh, There's I like a hint ambiguity. at the end when when he saves the human race. They go, "Oh my gosh, like you did it!" And he's like, "Did I?" And then he disappears. Wow! Holy shit! <laughs> he was Santa, dude. Yeah, he probably was. All right, an American werewolf in Nuuk, <laughs> is the, the capital of Greenland, <laughs> in N-U-U-K, Nuuk, um, an American tourist in Greenland is bitten by a local werewolf and winds up massacring all of Santa's elves at the North Pole. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Very cool. Thank you. Um, I only have so one this left. Is- uh, Merry Deathmas. It's a happy death day. Uh, it's a remake of the first film, but instead of her birthday, it's Christmas. Of she course. had a little too much eggnog at the Christmas party and ends yeah. up in some rando's bed. Yeah. And then keeps getting killed by someone in an elf mask. Mm, it could be related to Scream 5. Mm. <laughs> it's not, though. No. Nice. My last one, Richard, for the for, and you've got one more after this, I think. Yeah, that's correct. My last one is called either called Sex and the Pole or Sexmas in the City. Sexmas. Mm. And this is a stop at motion animated remake, as as you um, also used before, of the TV series Best Moments, but relocated to the North Pole, where Carrie and the gals are now elves working in Santa's toy shop. Nice. That would be very funny to watch. Yeah. Like Thank even you. just just using the audio from the show, but the elves. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so my one and is, Biggs can be Santa. Yeah. My final one is Mad Max. Don't have a title, but it's uh, while wandering the wasteland, Max comes across a Christmas present meant for a child, and throughout his whole adventure in the film, he holds on to it and to return it to its rightful recipient. That's really good. I give that and all the other ideas you've done. Do you know what, Richard? What the Christmas stars were inside you all along. Oh my gosh! So, so, so were yours. Mine were the friends that we made along the way. Oh, okay. So mm. just one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it doesn't mean there's more than one inside you. I'm pretty big. Richard, how excited are you for Christmas, dude? Uh, very. Now mm. that we've got all these movies coming, mm. we've got. So much Christmas content planned. We've got a live show coming up. I should have mentioned that earlier. If you live in Christchurch, come along to our live show. There'll be a link in the show notes um, where we're going to be doing the Santa Claus trilogy. So come be a part of that. Uh, And thank you very much for listening to this episode. You can find Cold Pops on all the usual places, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Acast, iTunes, Twitter, or you can email us at copoptionmedia at gmail.com. I've been Richard Martin's friend AJ. And I've been Richard. <laughs> and uh, thank you for joining us. Let us know in the comments or on Discord. We've got a Cop Option Discord now. Uh, let us know 
which what your ideas for Christmas specials for these franchises or any franchises we didn't discuss that need a Christmas special. I'm very interested. And uh, let us know what your favorite ideas were. Mm. My favorite idea was um, of mine was National Treasure Three: The Great Christmas Caper. What was your uh, favorite idea? Mine are like my children. It's so hard to pick a favorite. Yeah. Mine are also like my children, where I clearly have a favorite. <laughs> All, All right, right, everybody. Ho, Goodbye. ho, ho. See you next week. Merry Big Christmas. Howard and Kuma. Bye. Bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.